0: Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circus Sports Iowa app today. Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast, coming to you live from the Carl Chevrolet Studios in Ankeny. It is Stands and Fits. This is episode...
1: 86, I believe.
0: 86. We are 14 weeks away from the illustrious three-digit number. Yeah. It should be like, what? uh right after christmas sometime Uh, in january maybe
1: i i think it'll be late january i want to say i'm not good at math i don't math we should
0: have uh we should have a party (laughs) <laughs> no it's all good
1: <laughs> don't say that
0: that sounds like another time to bring back bad beer
1: you know i mean we could we could make one of the college basketball viewing parties if we end up having one for cycle Fanatic. we could like co-host a stands and fits one
0: i feel like if we tried to do like a live podcast we would end up with no one there and it would just be us doing the podcast well normally.
1: we should just do we should just record stands and fits at one of the cycle Fanatic parties is what we should oh, do there we
0: go yeah at a, at a basketball game watch or something yeah
1: exactly that sounds like it could get dangerous pocket that idea and we could just have a bunch of guests come on
0: I feel like that's when we need to have, like, Taylor Hagin on or something. There's 100 episodes. <laughs> that would
1: be a good one, actually.
0: Probably the only person out there who's listened to every episode of Stands and Fits.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think I've even listened to every episode of Stands I, and Fits. I, I definitely have not. I, early, in the early days, I used to listen to myself back and, of course, cringe because I sucked back then. I still suck these days. But anymore, I just, I just, you know, I go with the flow. I crank it out, and it's done.
0: I feel like we should do, like, a uh, where it's like we play excerpts from our old like from our first episodes see but no, that and we just sit and, and crap all over them.
1: well see that would be different because it would be a lot easier to make fun of the old me because even back then you were good like I, I I was bad from the start and now I'm just moderately bad I would like to think that I well I mean you're not moderately moderately bad I'm moderately bad Jared I'd say you're like you know aggressively average thank you that's that's the best compliment anyone's ever
0: given me <laughs> uh but no I think I mean I, I would like to think that I've gotten better at, at this and yeah and what, well two I mean, plus years since we started doing the podcast
1: it's not like you've just done 86 episodes you've done like 86 times five episodes since you're on so many other podcasts
0: yeah i don't i was thinking about that one day just how many podcasts i've done mm-hmm. for cycling fanatic and i looked at it like i could look at it but i mean
1: it's it's in you're probably up in the 300s 400s at least it, yeah at least
0: i mean it's it's pretty close to probably one a day yeah like at least for the last year it would be pretty close to
1: one a day And well, technically, and if it's just been one a day in the last year, then I mean, hey, there's 300 right there on your own.
0: Right. Yeah. I would imagine that there's, it's a lot, that there's a lot of podcasts I've done.
1: Yeah. And, and not to mention the radio you've done. Yeah. Every now and then. That's true.
0: So like I said, I'd like to think that I've gotten, I'm not the same as I was, uh, two years ago, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I guess I could be, maybe if we went back and listened, I'd be like, (laughs) man, maybe I still suck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't really, I don't want to, um, Expose myself to the level of bad that was back then.
0: Everybody would sit there and be like, "Man, we really listened to this."
1: <laughs> Kudos to anyone who did.
0: We, that could finally be the moment when we bust out the the email that we got from that guy. Oh yeah, and we well, read that on
1: air. Didn't we? Re- didn't I thought we did read that on air? Maybe back in the day. Okay. Or, or, d- or did we just re- like cover it in like the the gist of it? Yeah, I didn't know if we ever actually read it on air or not. You're right though. We should, we totally should read that word for word because it was quite comical.
0: I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who's gotten two. Letters of reprimand from Cyclone fanatic podcast listeners. R-
1: remind me, uh, without going into that much detail, what the other one was. Except. Oh, uh, it
0: was because. Uh, <laughs> or is this talking uh, about the murdering? Oh no, that the, mur- <laughs> the murdering thing was on Facebook. <laughs> okay, no, that wasn't on podcast. I feel like I gotta tell that story now, but I'll, I'll tell the first story, the the letter story first. Uh, obviously, the one we got was about our use of the words like. Uh, and, uh, I guess I think was the other one. Yeah. And then the one, the one that Jeff and I got, uh, was because I don't know which one of it, which one of us it was. I think it was probably me, but it could have been both of us. I'm just not a hundred percent sure. I would have had to go back and listen. Uh, one of us used the Lord's name in vain multiple times on a podcast. Oh. Not, not like in a, it was like we said, uh, GD, you know, G damn. Yeah. And. They didn't like that very much so mm. we uh yeah it was funny the way chris texted us, texted it to us because he's the one who gets these things we don't we don't see them <laughs> yeah. uh, unless he sends them to us yeah and he sent it to us and he said gd guys <laughs>
1: yeah that just goes to show you how much chris really cared about that yeah the it was
0: just funny how, how we got that uh got that thing but now i like make a conscious effort to not say that yeah because i do think that
1: and I'll add too, like when we got that comment about saying "like" and "uh," like I did try to consciously not say those words as much. I still do, obviously, and you do too. Like, I, it's not a thing we can get rid of completely. And but. we
0: didn't even have to go to a Toastmasters club to,
1: <laughs> to do it. That was the thing. Like he he recommended we do that, which I mean, technically, yeah, that's probably good advice to get rid of those things. But at the same time, this is a very uh, casual cyclone podcast. So well, I just
0: not- I just don't think that at a Toastmasters club they're probably covering. <laughs> The kind of speech that we really
1: no. need, you very, know? Very true. That's They're like
0: for giving speeches and stuff like that. And then neither one of us has given too many speeches, I don't think. Yeah, one. Well, or and, toasts and stuff. And two, if, uh, I, if, I, if, if
1: I was giving a speech or something like that, it would be much easier to cut out those kind of words just because you're not like improvising. Well, yeah, you're reading it. Yeah, you're you're reading a speech or right. you have it mostly memorized. Right.
0: Yeah, I think they counted literally how many times we did that in one podcast. <laughs> What was it uh it was over a hundred in a, yeah. in a uh, an hour long episode or I, do, something. I I
1: do believe that you might have beat me too, I want to say, but although you, I will say that you talk much more on these podcasts than I do, so yeah, I don't remember I don't even know if I still have that email, we would have to really dig back into the I, archives i well unless Chris shared it with us on slack, but I don't think he did I think it was no, an I, email. I think
0: it was in an email
1: i, I guarantee I still have it because I haven't dele- I don't delete any emails yeah, so I'll, I'll dig it up for episode 100 or whenever we want to share it.
0: There was something else I was going to say that... Oh, no, the the murder thing. Yeah. Uh, that was when um, when Lindell dunked on the guy from Oklahoma, wasn't it? Yeah. And I said, Lindell Wiginton killed the dude. <laughs> uh, which to anybody like that follows basketball or anything like that, you would... It's a metaphor. More often than not, I would think that you would understand I was not literally saying that he killed someone. I was saying how he dunked on the guy. Yeah. And... The commenters didn't like that very much. <laughs> uh, but I've said this again and again. The people that comment on our Facebook page, we love you. We we really love your guys' support for at Cyclone Fanatic. But you drive me nuts sometimes, <laughs> the things that you get fired up about.
1: I feel like that's pretty common across all of Facebook, though. I don't think it's necessarily isolated to the Cyclone Fanatic Facebook page. Right. I there's, there's a, a reason
0: that I generally just avoid Facebook yeah, altogether. There's a,
1: there's a lot of people who who are on Facebook, who just have a different sense of humor and don't always vibe with the the stuff that you put out.
0: Yeah. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. They weren't impressed by our Kirk Street article that we
1: did either. Yeah. Shocker there. Right. Twitter, Twitter loved it. The forums seemed to like it as well.
0: That's what I'm saying. There's one, like for our sense of humor, we fit well with the Twitter demographic, the forums demographic. Once you throw it up on Facebook, a lot of them just don't seem to be in on the joke sometimes.
1: Yep, and I think that you know because when you're in, when you're on Twitter and when you're on the forums, it's a, it's an active twenty four hour discussion. Yeah. like it never ends. But if it's served up in your Facebook feed, it could be like you, you're not de- you're not technically involved in that discussion until Facebook serves it up to you. Right. So you either have to know the context or it hits you right in the face and you have to figure it out for yourself.
0: Yeah, we had to put the satire tag th- th- tag on there just because of the fact that the people on facebook didn't understand that. Yes. Curse you people on facebook. I mean, I'm still there. I'm sure they're still mad that we said they didn't have potatoes in games.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a one of the comments that was there.
0: Yeah, that was a, that was a good one. On today's podcast, we're not going to talk a whole lot about football. Uh we're going to talk about basketball on um, when this will be getting posted, I will be in Kansas City covering Iowa State men's Media Day, Iowa State Women's Media Day will have been just getting wrapped up on on Tuesday, so we're gonna talk a little bit about hoops, give some of our thoughts going into the season, some things that uh, that I'm gonna be keeping an eye on here at at Big 12 Media Day, and uh, not even all of them will involve Bruce Weber or Scott Drew. Some of them will, but yeah, <laughs> really just one.
1: You've already told me that one of your your big things is you're gonna be asking Bruce Weber about Tyrese in that U-19 team.
0: Yeah, it's just that's just a, that's a money, that's like looking for a money quote, yeah. you know? I love my guy, Bruce Weber, and I know that he's going to serve something up good for me. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, something that I don't even have to do that much work with, <laughs> you know? Those are the best kinds of stories, is when a coach gives you a quote about a player or about the fans or something like that, yep. where I only have to write like 100 words, and then the rest of it, just like the coach does the rest of my work yeah it's basically i say hey look at what this guy said about our guy mm-hmm. and that's it that's the best kind of things
1: so then of all the coaches like because you know like bill is obviously gonna get a lot of press probably gonna be scott drew will probably get his fair amount no people really don't talk to coach drew that much but i mean they they were picked second to the big 12 this year correct though yeah that's true that, uh, yeah okay I, I didn't even think about it from I mean because usually they're picked like mid-tier mm-hmm. but this year they are one of the contenders in the conference so I would say he'll probably get a little bit more traffic yeah. than usual
0: yeah that's what makes it fun to talk to him though is because more often than not he just sits at his table by himself so yeah. you kind of can go and wander over and have an actual conversation with him
1: so where I was kind of going into t- that as well is like which coaches do you think will be sitting by themselves this year like Boynton probably uh yeah probably some probably Mike
0: Boynton a little Jackson. bit uh Jamie Dixon's got too much like national name appeal to where he really will sit by himself. Uh, Steve Prom, I imagine, will sit by himself a little bit more yeah. uh, other than when we're going and talking to him. I mean, obviously, people will always there will be people that trickle over. Mm. But uh, Bob Huggins always draws a crowd yep. just because he's Bob Huggins. Uh, I think Coach Weber maybe could be sitting by himself a little bit more than he has in past years. Very true. They
1: were, they were picked, what, ninth in the Big 12 this year? Yeah, I think so. Who Which got is- picked 10th? Uh, I think it was Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah, 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 yeah. See, and even,
0: I mean, in reality, everybody at this thing, in comparison to Bill Self, sits at the table by themselves. Yeah. They could have three guys there with them, and they look like there's nobody sitting there with them because there's 20 guys standing around Bill Self. Yeah. And that's just, that's just how it
1: goes. So do you think that there will be a lot uh, about KU's investigation that's going on?
0: I think that there will be a lot of questions about it, but that doesn't mean that there will be any answers. I can I already know there will be no answers.
1: Yeah. Do you think it's just gonna be like I, I I'm not gonna comment on that.
0: Well, yeah, I think that he'll probably say a lot of I'm I'm not at liberty to talk about that right now. Yeah. You know, let's talk about basketball. Even though, <sighs> Coach Self, that's the story. Sorry, man. It is. You know, I mean, we're not that sorry, but <laughs> it's just. That's one of those things where you already – it's super predictable what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. So not a lot of times with those kinds of things at does. I think it's more going to be more interesting to hear, like, what Bob Bowlesby has to say about it. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't think he'll have anything to say. But last year he said some stuff that was really, like, made you kind of scratch your head. Yeah. And, and sit there and think, like, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. You know? And, and I think that Bob is, a, is it does a very good job as a commissioner in the Big 12. But that was just one of those ones where I kind of scratched my head, like, okay, whatever, man, like, you know,
1: whatever, commission Even if crap were to completely hit the fan and like Kansas were to get sanctions against them, do you think that anyone, like you know, Self or Bowlesby or whoever, is still around and can talk about it? Will Will they actually ever comment on it, or is it just gonna be the kind of thing where like it's only ever a press release? I feel like
0: they'll just say, well, I mean, I'm sure that if they lose like their appeals and stuff, then. They'll probably give some sort of press conference on it, you know. They'll yeah. they'll have to. How honest they'll be, I don't know. But uh, you know, as far as Bowles be like he I know he's gonna say it's up to the NCAA right now. You know, there's no point, like I have nothing to comment on it with and mm. stuff like that. At that back then when we were first talking about all this, it was so much just rumors and speculation and stuff like that. When we talked to him last year, I mean there was some stuff that we knew, but we didn't know that much. And then Uh, He just really didn't have anything to say, you know, Mm -hmm. and even now I just don't think he'll have He'll be like, I don't know. I Mm -hmm. have nothing to tell you, you know Precisely But yeah, that's that's kind of what as far as that I mean, that's really what i'm looking at just because It's it's always interesting to kind of see how they react to it They'll be a lot more prepared for, for it this year than they were last year that I mean those uh I think those judgments came down like that day. Yeah, that that those guys have been found guilty and then all of a sudden it was like oh my god this is what we got to talk about you know and it couldn't just be okay we'll ask a couple questions about this at the beginning and then kind of hope that it just floats into the background no Mm -hmm. now it's like this is like that's like a huge story
1: yeah and it's it's unfortunate because you know those questions have to be asked but there's going to be so many so much time dedicated to it that it's just going to be unfortunate because there's going to be other stuff that you can talk about in the basketball sense that's just not going to get covered
0: right right and I mean there obviously will be a lot of discussion about the basketball stuff too because Kansas is an interesting team yeah you know where you lose uh Dedrick Lawson and uh and uh Quentin Grimes and you know some of the other guys that were uh on the team last year but you bring back Azubuque and Devon Dotson and uh you bring in uh, Isaiah Moss obviously yep I just I'm not sold on them I know a lot of people on the national scale are really high on them. I think they were ranked third in the AP poll that came out on Monday. Yeah, but that's kind of what I'm interested to hear. I one, I want to know who's going to make shots for them. Yeah, you know, I mean, who, it's
1: got to be Moss. Well, that's what think. that's
0: what I'm saying. Like, okay, is Isaiah Moss going to be your number one shooter? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, Isaiah Moss had some really nice games at Iowa, but he was. I would say he was kind of a hot and cold guy. He was very streaky. Yeah, yeah. and which isn't that much different than guys that they had last year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I really just don't know what to make of them at this point. I don't know what to make a lot of the league. There's yeah. going to be a lot of teams that are younger.
1: Can, I see. I first see Kansas being the type of team that's in the top 25 all year, but I definitely don't think they're a top 10 team with their current roster. <sighs> I
0: don't know, man. Devon Dotson might end up being the player of the year in the league. He's I mean, pretty good.
1: I mean, he could, but to make the team that good.
0: Who ended up getting the – who was the player of the year in the league preseason? Was uh, it Azubuque?
1: I don't know. I just know the, the first team. Did they ever release the player of the year?
0: Yeah, they released it at the same time. I just can't oh. remember who they said yeah, or I, who it was. I only remember just Tyrese was on first team, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, other things in the in the Big 12, I think that'll be interesting. Um, how does, you know, back to bro, to, to Coach Weber, how are, how are they going to try and replace? Barry Brown. Uh, Barry Brown, Will Wade, uh, Dean Wade. Yep. You know, the guys that obviously were the huge piece of the, the core of last year's team. Uh, Chris Beard will get a lot of attention coming off of a national runner-up season. Yep. They're in a similar position where they got a lot of people to replace. Yep. Uh, Jared Culver, you're going to have to figure out how you're going to replace him. Uh, but if there's anybody that I trust to do that at this point, it's probably him. Because yeah. we were saying the same things last year.
1: He's a real good coach.
0: Uh, hopefully me and him can make up after, uh, after our little uh, run-in we had to have in Tulsa. It remind me? When I had to swear off all things Chris Beard, I said I was out on, uh, on Chris Beard. Why'd you, why'd you say that? Well, he, didn't, he refused to answer my question oh. in the press conference. Well, he didn't refuse to answer my question, but he basically politely declined to comment.
1: What was the question?
0: I just asked him what he thought, because Iowa State and Tulsa were both, or Iowa State and Texas Tech were both in Tulsa, Yeah, you know? And I just, they had just played Iowa State a week and a half before that. Yeah. And I wanted to know what he thought of Iowa State going into the tournament, what he thought that their, <laughs> their uh, you know, potential was. Yeah. Uh, obviously with a conference, you know, conference buddy in the league or in the, in the same site. I know that Scott drew would have gave me a good quote. Yeah. I know Bruce Weber probably would have gave me a great quote. So was
1: it the BS that is like, Oh, I'm just focused on the next team. In yeah. Front he of
0: me. said, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about Northern Kentucky. Oh brother. Okay, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> would you guys win by 50? I, I don't mean, know.
1: Unfortunately it ended up working out for him. He made it to the national title game.
0: Right. But that <laughs> I was all out on, on Chris Beard yeah. after that. And uh, hopefully we can make up because at at this event, and it had to have been two years ago, two, either two or three years ago. He, you know, invited me, uh, invited me down to Lubbock. Told me to let him know if I was ever gonna be in Lubbock. And I was like, Yeah, I don't think I will. But, <laughs> Okay, I, I'll keep that in mind.
1: See, now you gotta, you gotta come up with ways to. You gotta research Chris Beard to find out what makes him tick. Like, what, he, what his hobbies are.
0: Well, apparently, to- he really likes Whataburger. I remember reading a story about that. Oh, but that's I'm not. Right. No, no. Chris Beard has to. He has to warm back up to me I'm not warming back up to Chris Beard he's the one who has to rebuild this bridge okay I know Scott Drew would never do that to me that's you know I know that Bruce Weber would never do that to me and man I don't even think Bob Huggins would do that to me but Chris Beard did and for that reason until Chris Beard does something to mend our relationship then it's it there's nothing I can I can do you know yep it's out of my hands at this point
1: so you're you're boycotting everything Chris Beard until then
0: exactly everything Chris Beard all right I might not even go to his table oh maybe I will at the very end you know to
1: make a point to really make a point you should not grow a beard until you make up with him
0: no I should like act like I'm gonna go to his table and then look at him and be like no I don't got a question for you bro and (laughs) just move on to the next one
1: and you should keep doing that throughout the day try and think of a question to ask
0: Shaka Smart or something
1: (laughs) yeah Man, I think it'd be funny, too. Like, I don't know what it would be, but if you go down there and, like, take some video of you asking, like, totally random questions to the Big 12 coaches. I know, like, some of them would shrug shrug and just, like, roll their eyes at those kind of things. But I think that'd be really entertaining.
0: A lot of times, though, it is a lot more of a relaxed atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Nobody's super intense at Big 12 Media Day. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you just think about, like, guys like Mike Leach, who, again, like, the mascot question he he answered recently. That was fantastic. Did you hear about his
0: football veils thing that he went on?
1: I, I saw the I saw the tweet. I didn't look into it anymore.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, it was pretty good. I was thinking that maybe later we could play a part of it. It was pretty funny. Okay, but um, no, I mean, I like I know that I could I could stand and just BS with Scott Drew. Yeah, you know, like most of those guys when they're not up on the podium or whatever, they're mm-hmm. kind of just in I want to get out of here mode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for the most part. But I'm sure it's up for a lot of them. It's the least favorite part of their job. Yeah. For Iowa State, from your perspective, what are what are some of the questions that you still have in, in your mind about the Cyclones?
1: Oh, I mean, especially f- based on what we saw from the the box score of the Minnesota scrimmage, yeah. I think uh, shooting is definitely going to be a big question. Um, you're going to have to... Some games, there's going to be games where Iowa State doesn't shoot well, and you're going to have to find ways to make up for it. So the question is, is it going to be on the defensive side of the ball? Is it going to be, um, you know, doing a lot inside? Like Maybe, maybe you'll make a lot of uh, layups... Whereas even if you don't make the three-pointers, you're making a lot of short uh, shots at the basket. Yeah. Um, Got to be a good rebounding team, which I think is possible since they have a little bit more size and I think they'll be a little bit more front-court oriented than they have been in years past. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting because uh, while Tyrese is great, love him, wouldn't want to trade him for anyone else. Um, I mean, if he's going to be asked to... Be See, a, that's the kind of quote I'm looking for from Bruce Weber. <laughs> if he's going to be like the... He can't be a Deontay Garrett type. Like, he, like Deontay Garrett was a great distributor, and but he could also score the rock. And, like, for that first Hoiberg team, he was asked to do basically almost all the scoring. That's not what we're going to need out of Tyrese Halliburton to win games this year. Like, yeah, he'll need to score more, but he's going to need to be able to dish dope and shooters and uh-huh. find the, the rolling big men and that stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that the the one thing that I'm – I just have questions about right now is, you know, and I know Chris – has, has made it a point to continue to question Mike Jacobson. And I do think that it's it's definitely a legitimate co- uh, question because now he has to play out there if they're going to be the best that they can be. If they, they're going to put their five best guys on the floor, at least from what I've seen, yeah. you know. And can he be consistent enough to where he can play extended, mini- extended minutes at the perimeter? Because yeah. before he could go out there yeah you know he could sneak out there every once in a while we saw in the big 12 tournament what he could do when he'd get out there and he could knock down some threes and you know really make people uh you know really stretch the defense yeah but just right now i you know i have a hard time believing that he's going to have a ton of success playing primarily on the perimeter with as good as he was with his back to the basket last year and just around the rim
1: and well in you know when you say play on the perimeter, in, in my mind, that's envisioning like him setting ball screens and that and maybe picking and popping every now and then. Um, but the difference this year will be is if he's playing at the four, then he will also be guarded by a four. So theoretically, the person he's guarded by will not be the guy who's supposed to stay in the lane and block shots for the other team.
0: See, but it's, it's tough because if you... Yeah, even if it's just do pick and pop or like setting screens and stuff, well, then you've got another big dude who's standing somewhere where is he standing is he standing in the dunker spot just standing there Mm. or is he you know like what's he doing that that's my question right now is it's like yeah when Mike, when it's just mike it that's fine you know yeah You, you can really and you can use him as a screen and roller and all that kind of stuff but they're gonna have to figure out a way to run that offense with with the two big guys out there and not let everything just get clogged up into the middle yeah. And especially if they're not, if they can't shoot the ball that well. Yeah. Because what's going to stop teams from just saying, all right, you're not going to get in the paint on us. And these guys aren't going to impact yeah. the game that much. Somebody's going to have to make people be, uh, you know, hold, hold people accountable for really trying to pack the paint. Mm. And that's where guys like Rasheer Bolton are going to have to knock down shots. Uh, you know, Trey Jackson's gonna have to come down and knock out sh- knock down shots. Prentice Nixon's gonna have to be able to knock down shots. Tyrese will have to be able to knock down shots. Because right now, just with the way that this team is constructed, they can't play that way. They have with the free flowing dribble drive kind of stuff. They just don't have the shooters, and they're not gonna have the same number of guys who can attack, attack off the bounces they have here. In you know, because even before when you wanted to play Jameel and George at the same time, you know, mm. George was as good for, from attacking you from the uh from the free throw line extended or from uh you know from kind of the outlet spot right there the the pivot spot at the at the top of the key and uh you could just put jamil in the corner and just say jamil just stay here yeah or like go and set ball screens and stuff and like just, just kind of stay out of the way yeah unless we're gonna throw you now, an you, and i just don't know that you can do that with mike i guess that's or solo or yeah. george condit
1: I'm, I'm there with you and i think uh that the promising thing is, Pro made a point to point out that Zion Griffin has made strides mm-hmm. this offseason.
0: He's someone that will be important. If he can do that, then that's then that definitely changes some things. Yeah. You
1: know? I could foresee him being the guy who comes off the bench immediately for Jacobson. And if they need a little bit more ball handling uh, and perimeter-oriented threat, um, then they could put him at the four.
0: Yeah. And that's just—I mean, I maybe Mike is better at attacking off the bounce than I've ever seen. I don't know. I've watched Mike play a lot of basketball in his
1: college career. Yep. And— I haven't seen that from him yet. I think he's more of a, he's more of a one move guy. He'll, he'll grab the ball, maybe pull one pivot, uh, you know, fake. And then he's on his way doing whatever he needs to do. He's not, he's not going to be a George Niang pull out multiple, you know, crossovers and cross you up in the lane.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or even just, you know, doing what he did where he'd, he'd, he'd do his little pivots and stuff and like get you on his back shoulder. And then he'd go back the other way. And it was just, I mean, George was just so good at offensively. Yeah. You know, it's hard to compare anybody to him because mm-hmm. he was he's as good as I think we've seen in this league as far as craftiness. Yep. And uh you just can't play that way, mm-hmm. you know. And how many teams do you really see that play two traditional bigs that are going to go out there and and if they can't shoot, you know.
1: I mean, yeah. you saw I think you saw that with Kansas last year. Kansas has done that a lot in the past decade. I think a few Baylor teams maybe have as well. I would say those are the only two teams that have consistently though.
0: Yeah. And then defensively, you know, I think having Condit out there will, make a, will be a big help. And I said this in what I wrote after media day, where really nobody on this team has had a guy that they consistently could feel like was, a, was really reliable as a, as a rim protector. Someone that could erase mistakes yep. because Prentice Nixon is going to really guard the ball hard. Rashir Bolton is going to really guard the ball hard. They they have both talked about that a lot. Tyrese has shown flashes of how good of a, a defender he can be on the perimeter as well. Uh, having George back there I think will be really helpful. And, and it scares me because if you're going to play with Mike or Solo and George, you know, you got to assume that George, your seven-footer, is going to be the guy guarding the five-man, yep. you know. And then what happens when a team decides to go small against Iowa State, the same thing that Iowa State has done to teams for – Ten years, yeah, and really killed him on it, you know.
1: Yep, I mean, because the the thought is, I would think that you'd maybe even consider um, putting Condit on uh, the the biggest the biggest uh, guard. I, I, would, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, which is unfortunate because it takes away his rim protecting abilities. But I think he has the better um, ability to get right and left than Jacobson. Yeah, I don't know. I might be discounting I mean, see, Jacobson a little bit there.
0: But. No, I mean, I like I said, I hope I. If Mike can go out and guard the perimeter and guard somebody, you know, 20 feet away from the hoop, then I hope he can, you know, or whatever, whatever it is, the new three point line, how far that is, like 23 something feet. If, if he can do that and can keep people from just driving by him, like a revolving door, then awesome. You know, uh, having George back there, I think will still help with that. And, uh, and I know that Mike's never had a guy like that, that he could play with, that you really could feel confident every time they were on the floor with you, that, they're not going to be out of position, you yeah. know? And I think that George, if nothing else, he's going to be in the right spot more often than not. Yeah. And, yeah, and I wrote in the thing, it's like, and before you ask me about Cam Lard, like, think back what I've said about reliable, you know? Exactly. He he, he got you in foul ne- trouble way you too You never often. knew what Cam was going to be doing, yeah. you know, the way that he was flying around trying to block shots and stuff. And, So I think that that will be one positive, but I do think that there's some serious questions that you have to ask about how this team is going to be able to defend people because they're just just because of the basic construct
1: of the roster. Yeah. Something else you brought up there briefly too was that the arc has been extended this year. I think a lot of people kind of forgot about that. So whereas you might, you know, Jacobson at times last year, like, yeah, he can knock down a a bucket or two when he was wide open for three-point range. But if you think about it, he has to take another basically foot back at this point. So if you think about Mike Jacobson sitting on that three-point line last year and knocking a few down, yeah, that's good and Danny and all, but how many did you see him shoot from a little bit further out? Probably not that many last year.
0: Yeah, I would like to know. I mean, it would be interesting to look at like a shot chart and see how many of them were from that current range. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that a lot of Iowa State's threes, a lot more than we probably even think, were from that range. Obviously, it's not many of these guys that were the ones taking them. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, at the end of the day, I think that the thing that people will like most about this team, and I know we've talked about this a lot, the way that they'll play, especially on the defensive end, how hard they will play. I'm pretty confident in that. that yep. These guys, even if they make a mistake, they're going to make a mistake going
1: balls to the wall a million miles an hour. I would say that this year's roster um, is probably made up the most that Prohm wants to play defensively that he's had while he's been here at Iowa State. Like I think as far as like a hustle mentality, I'm going to go balls to the wall, you know, get up in your grill kind of thing.
0: And then the thing offensively is that I, I feel like they, they will not have near the ceiling that last year's team when they were really cooking what they could do. Yeah. But I think that they will be f- a little bit more fun to watch in the sense that there will be – I mean, I'd, I'm, if there was an over-under bet on the number of dribbles that this Iowa State team – would take compared to last year's team I would hammer the under or you know I mean considerably less yeah there will not be near as much guy dribbles dribble 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 15 seconds oh my gosh there's 10 seconds left on the shot clock I either have to do something or give it to somebody else
1: and see if they can do something in this short amount of time that I've left for them agreed I think it'll look a lot more like a, like you would imagine a traditional college basketball offense will look like and I think there will be a lot more um, you know drive the lane kick it out the question is, again, will they be able to make the shot once it's kicked out? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, there's a lot of questions to be answered just because we haven't seen so many of these guys. Mm-hmm. But those are kind of the things that I'm, I'm keeping on, like, that all... And I asked about that stuff at, uh, at Iowa State's Media Day. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just... So, okay... Right uh, now, in my mind, those are the things that really have to be answered.
1: Another thing I wouldn't mind you even following up on while you're at Media Day, too, is, I mean, again... W- Prohm pointed out that Zion has made big strides. I'd be kind of curious, to like, what exactly he worked on in his game that was, you know, that substantial.
0: Well, I got a good answer to that question for you. All right, let's hear it. You can keep an eye on CycloneFanatic.com during the football bye week for a, a nice feature from Rob Gray Ooh. on Zion Griffin and his journey to Iowa State and his progression in right. his first year and a half in Ames.
1: I will eagerly await that piece. Then. So there
0: you go. That's That's the answer to your question for next week. All right. Uh, the Women's me, uh, Big 12 Media Day also will have, will have taken place on Tuesday. We can talk a little bit about them just for a second. Mm-hmm. I think the big thing that, I, I'm, that I'll be looking at, and this is what I plan to write coming out of Tuesday, going back to Kansas City. Uh, I think I, I have it pulled up here. First time that they will have played the, the Big 12 Women's Basketball Tournament in Kansas City since 2012. So it's been been a hot minute. Yeah, it will have been eight years. Uh, the side of, of Iowa State's two wins in the Big 12 Women's Basketball Tournament. Uh, if this move benefits anybody, I would say it really benefits Iowa State just because of the number of fans that are going down to uh, don't going down to Kansas City for the Big 12 Tournament and stuff. So I think that this will be a, real, be a really cool thing, and I'm, I'm interested to, to talk to Coach Finley about those two games that they won there at, the, uh, at Municipal Auditorium to win the 2000-2001 tournaments.
1: And remind casual fans like me what um how do the dates line up for the men's and the women's tournaments? Oh man, put me on the spot. Sorry. <laughs> but I I mean cuz they're they're close. And technically if you're down there, you know, normally for the men's, you could be down there also supporting the women if I'm if I'm not mistaken, correct?
0: Yeah, I I'm going to pull it up. Uh 2020 dates. I don't remember the exact. Uh it it's the same time. Okay. So March 12th through the 15th, which is I'm I'm pretty sure is the exact same days as the men.
1: So it's going to be interesting to see what the game times line up to be then. Obviously that'll be determined on the success of each team during the year.
0: Yeah, I'll be that'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure what.
1: Um, You'll know be really cool is if what the, exactly
0: the logistics of the of that is. Uh, obviously, I will be learning a lot about it. I'm sure on Tuesday,
1: it'll be cool. I don't know if it's gonna happen or if they even considered this, but if the Big Twelve came out and did like a, a dual ticket package where you could get you know into the both men's and women's for a specific price.
0: Maybe you should contact the folks at uh, with like Big Twelve marketing. There you go. I don't know who controls the ticketing <laughs> and maybe I don't yeah. know if it would be the sprint center for,
1: if it, or if it would be in that municipal,
0: municipal municipal auditorium or who
1: I don't know if that if that'd be uh yeah if, I don't know if those two uh facilities talk or have agreements that often or I'm what? sure they
0: probably do <laughs> I feel like that would seem to make sense yeah, I don't know though but yeah, those are some things that uh that that is definitely something that I'll have to keep an eye on, but uh should be a fun team though you know obviously you gotta replace Bridget yep and and Meredith Burke Hall and uh it'll be that'll be a very tall task but got some good people coming back to to do that I'd imagine Madison be, Wise and Adriana Camber and stuff
1: I imagine there'll be a slightly different look on offense just because you can't funnel as much through Bridget yeah obviously I'm sure
0: a lot of it will go to Ashley Jones and uh and Madison Wise
1: yep and stuff I yeah. imagine they'll stu- still shoot a lot of three pointers.
0: And I don't think it'd be a Bill Finley team without it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's some of our thoughts on, on Iowa State basketball here. Uh, I'll have full coverage of Iowa State men's or big 12 men's basketball media day, Wednesday afternoon, probably I'll start having some stuff trickle out around midday. Uh, And then you can go back and check out my full coverage from women's media day on Tuesday on the front page of cyclonefanatic.com. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back on Stands and Fits on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Welcome back to Stands and Fits on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Just want to remind you guys that as of Monday morning, the Cyclone Fanatic app on is now available on the Apple Store as well as the Android Market or whatever it is, the Google Play Store. Play Store, yes. And you can find that by searching Cyclone Fanatic the app
1: wow <laughs> imagine that you would search that to find a cyclone fanatic app
0: yeah or i think you could just search cyclone fanatic too
1: that's what <laughs> yeah. i did to find it yeah that's what i did you don't have to do the app part yeah
0: but it's, it's a good way for anybody that you know wants to consume our content on mobile i think that it will be really good yeah uh in the long run for for those types of folks so check that out cyclone fact the app on apple play or apple app store and google play <laughs>
1: I remember Cyclone Fanatic, like, back when I was in college, uh, Cyclone Fanatic had an app briefly. I know that was kind yeah, shut, of shuttered to, at one point. I was going to say,
0: shout out to the old school Cyclone Fanatic app. Rest in peace.
1: R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, I, it, I used that quite a bit.
0: That thing was, that thing got clunky pretty quick.
1: It did. It was it was solid for like a, whatever, like a year or however long it was out. Right. But then obviously, as most apps do, like you, the, the developer uh, stopped updating it.
0: Well, and then we threw a bunch of money into a mobile site.
1: Oh that! Oh yeah, that. uh, You know, technically, once you get a nice mobile site, there's no reason to have an app.
0: Right, but now we have one. It's back. Yeah, the cycle fact, the app is back. Uh, You can find that in the aforementioned places. I'm not gonna try and do that again because I'll probably mess them up again. (laughs) We're not really gonna do a traditional hot knot because we uh, don't have one. So,
1: we're we're just lazy. Yeah, we'll just just be right out there and out front with people. We're just
0: lazy. This is this is a much different. you know, then generally, we record our our podcast since so I'm I'm going to Kansas City. But uh, there was an announcement made, not really an announcement. There was a tweet put out on Monday from the Cyclone Equipment Twitter account saying they've got something cooking up for Saturday. Yes, at Jack Trice Stadium when the Cyclones take on Oklahoma State for Homecoming.
1: Yes, and the assumption is that when people are listening to this, it still won't the the news still will not have broken.
0: Right, we that we're guessing that the, it will not be out by the time this podcast releases uh, Wednesday morning, but I guess we could be wrong. I'm just, I'm going to guess that it won't be out though. Usually
1: when they drop the, the it's usually Wednesday afternoon or Thursday morning, Or Thursday morning.
0: Yeah. And yeah. if this is anything,
1: if it's big, big, then right. they're, they're going to wait to, I, was it say,
0: I don't think that they would drop it until later. Yeah. What do you think that it might be? What's we've, we've heard some different possibilities you, or I mean, at least there's,
1: People have come up with some different ideas. Okay, so so you, you weren't hinting anything there. You just no like no I don't know anything. I don't know so, anything. So my personal guess I'm not I'm not entirely sure how good it would look, but we haven't seen the chrome domes incorporated with the black at all yet. So my guess is black on black with the chrome dome. I think that is in is in the realm of possibilities. The only thing about that is it just would feel.
0: I feel like they wouldn't put a tweet like that out for something we've already seen.
1: Fair point. So you're... Yeah, I kind of... That makes sense because you could think about make, maybe they're going to do a different logo or do some kind of color that we well, haven't seen. Well, I,
0: I would think that the logo thing, They, I think they might be learning their lesson from last time.
1: Well, they're not going to do the, the Bugle logo. No. But, I mean, they could do maybe a throwback logo.
0: Well, yeah, that's possible. It is homecoming. Keep that in mind.
1: Yeah. So... That would make sense to bring something back then.
0: Right. But I would... I think that it would be... If that's all they were going to do, I feel like that would be really like so I guess you're getting people into it worked up into a frenzy for nothing, you know.
1: So I guess the question that I and neither of us obviously have done re- any research on before this podcast is is this like the 20th or 30th anniversary of some notable Iowa State uniform design from back in the day? Uh
0: no, I wouldn't think so. I mean, I I know that people have talked about how they should try and bring back the uh the dog bone tertiary blue.
1: I hate that idea uh, personally.
0: Uniforms from the 2000 team for next year.
1: Uh, not a good look in my opinion. Isn't
0: that... Isn't it, that's the ones they wore, right? Yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they wore those same
1: ones. Cause Cause that's they, basically the the ones that Seneca wore for the run. Yeah.
0: Uh, but I've heard that one before. That, But that would be next year. That would be 20 years for that. Yep. Um, there was someone who put out on Twitter, noted a graphic that Iowa State released this afternoon. Uh, it had, you know, Joel Lanning, Alan Lazard... Uh, AJ Klein, David Montgomery, yep. all were uh, in the picture. Seneca was in there. Uh, the logo or like the graphic predominantly was yellow.
1: <sighs> Dude. Okay, so here's this another thing. In the fanatic Slack today, there was kind of a, a mini um, mention that technically we haven't seen the gold uniforms pop out in what, like, five or six years years,
0: yeah i mean it was the that that uh toledo game in 2014 the ej Bibbs day when he got his jersey like ripped off so that would have been against matt campbell wouldn't it it not have been i find (laughs) it very hard to believe they're going to bring those ones back out
1: no there's no way they would wear those again not those um although i wonder if it's maybe maybe it could be a gold helmet that was my speculation that was what i was going to throw out there that could be the possibility
0: of a of a gold helmet.
1: So I would think it would be the gold helmet with the traditional I-State um, red logo. And they did wear gold with a red top and
0: white pants for a while. I think in the early 90s or mm. late 80s. Yeah. Maybe that's a combination that we see. It could be. I'm um, fine with a gold helmet. And, I, you know, Connor Connor Ferguson, Cyclophonic uh, intern Connor Ferguson, is like the biggest proponent of the gold uniforms that I've ever seen in my entire life this dude loves the gold uniforms yeah uh I hate the gold uniforms the I ones think they look ridiculous
1: yeah the ones in particular again the last time Iowa State wore those those were not good
0: like I told him he he tried to defend it by saying uh, that he's a Lakers fan and and he loves the the purple and gold and I was like <laughs> the the traditional purple and gold of the los angeles lakers one of the most iconic color combinations in american athletics is in no way the same as looking like you just got back from an adventure with grimace and their hamburglar (laughs) and yeah i just i i feel like but i would get behind the idea of a gold helmet i think that that would be awesome
1: yep gold helmet and you pair that with the cardinal jersey and then your choice of pants really at that point
0: yeah but I think that that if that's something that they decided to go with, and it, it would seem to make sense to do it for homecoming, and yep. we haven't really seen anything new outside of the white helmet with the the black face mask. Yep, it would be hard to believe that they're not going to try and do anything different this year.
1: Anything different, as in uh, just, just like, like the, it, they've all
0: out. like every year they've they've done something a little different. You yep. know, they've always had something new to bust out for us. Yep, and it seems like maybe this would be the maybe this would be a good time to try and do something like
1: that. Yeah, and you know, the more I think about too, I think it does make sense to not necessarily wear black against Oklahoma State since Oklahoma State technically black is one of their school colors. Right. So uh, I, I like the way that you're thinking. Uh, you know, Gold Helmet does sound like it's a really good guess. I'll, I'll say that that's the official guess of Stains and Fits.
0: Until I, I mean, it, it's all just speculation. It yeah. could They could come out and it could be something... that that basically we've already seen before maybe it is the dog
1: the dog bone collared uniforms
0: gosh it would be awesome if it was but it it would be crazy if they were able to keep that under wraps for this long yeah i would think that they would really put that out there and make it like in a reunion for that team
1: they would yeah that's why they would do it next year they would start hyping that like the the monday of like they wouldn't tweet about that and like tease it i feel like they would start teasing that like in the summer
0: like a yeah. lot of teams do when they put out their alternates, yeah. you know. Because
1: I feel like the, it was pretty early that Iowa State teased those Jack Trias throwbacks that they wore against Iowa a few years ago. Yeah. Obviously, Jeff Woody would have wore those uniforms. I remember him being one of the models for them when they came out. Was he? Yeah. The only time that anybody's ever looked to Jeff Woody to be a model. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: I love Jeff, though. It was uh, Jeff's birthday on Saturday. Late happy birthday shout out
1: to That's right. the great Jeff and Woody. He, he's he's uh, out and about right now. Correct? Yeah, he's in Georgia. Down in
0: Georgia with, uh, for work. Mm. So we'll have to get a recap of <laughs> the great Peach State from from Jeff Woody next week.
1: Mm. All right, let's pivot. Underrated underdogs and then let's get out of here. All right. Uh, my underrated underdog this week. I'm going with intern Brandon. Going with Kansas. Coming back home. They are against the Texas Tech Red Raiders, who I would say just beat. Uh, I believe they are three-point dogs. So going with Kansas. They looked... Good against Texas. I think, again, it's still to be determined how good Texas's defense actually is. Um, But obviously, I think that Texas is better than Texas Tech, so I'm going with Kansas to pull the upset at home. <sighs> Why are you
0: guys giving intern Brandon validation?
1: It's not You're him, just egging him on. It's not giving him validation unless they actually win, is the thing. Well,
0: it's like you are sitting here letting him believe that these <laughs> that these wild
1: predictions that he makes could be possible I mean that's true I guess it's kind of like you know handing an addict you know something that they're addicted to in a way right so I guess I am I, in a way I am fueling his vice it's like leaving a,
0: a case of beer in front of a, a recovering alcoholic mm. you know three weeks sober and you just leave a case of bushlight light sitting on the table to test their will when we come out here and we talk about Kansas, people, Jay made said some things about Kansas earlier today on football and random things, and he, and he hinted at Brandon. And then you, what do you do? You come in, you do the same thing, and now I'm gonna have to hear about it again from so, Brandon.
1: So th- to clarify, Jay said some good things about Kansas. Yeah, he, he said that maybe Brandon was right. And why are we getting? No, why are we doing that? I'll say it too. Maybe Brandon's right. I'm with Jay on this one. <laughs> you guys.
0: Don't even know the can of worms that you keep opening.
1: <laughs> I don't. Uh, admittedly, I don't have to sit in this office with Brandon at all during the day. I don't know how much you guys actually do that, but you obviously do it more than I do, even if it's just like 10 seconds. If Brandon comes in here on Thursday and the first thing he says is about Kansas, we're going to have a problem. Brandon, if you're listening to this, please make the first thing that you do on Thursday about Kansas. <laughs> My underrated underdog this week,
0: Notre Dame going on the road to Michigan Stadium. Uh, one point dogs in the big house. I'm guessing, based on the way that that line has already shifted, they opened as four-point underdogs. I'm going to guess that that one might uh, might end up with uh, the Irish being the favorites. But right yeah. now, when I'm making this prediction, they are not.
1: And, okay, remind me, who did you pick last week?
0: Oh, I had Syracuse at home against Pittsburgh. Did they, they win?
1: They lost, yeah. Okay, and Arizona got blown out by USC.
0: Shocker. I think I told you that was probably going to happen, didn't I? I told may, you that was a
1: stupid pick. Yeah, you may or may not have told me that.
0: I mean, I I think that kudos, Jared. Well, at the end of the day, we there was one really good one that we apparently we could have pulled out, and neither one of us even thought of, and that was Illinois going having Wisconsin come in. Why didn't we think of it? The three touch I should have done one today. Somebody that
1: was three touchdown underdogs. I mean, it's not too late. You can. Te- I mean, we're still recording at this point. You could technically revise. No, 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 underdog.
0: no, no, no. I'm not gonna. I don't even know who else I would want to consider
1: yeah I mean before we came on the the quote was man there's a lot of bad lines this week there
0: there is the
1: only I think the other
0: ones that we talked about were uh, Texas Texas TCU yeah Nebraska Indiana Uh, Kansas I mean uh, you could take Kansas State and Oklahoma yeah Uh, they're uh, what are they now 24 point dogs in Manhattan I'm not going to pick against Oklahoma though (laughs) yeah that sounds like a bad idea (laughs) yeah that sounds like a bad idea all right man We'll, uh, we'll talk to you again next week, all right? Sounds good. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to the professional NBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State for being the presenting sponsors of Stands and Fits. We will talk to you guys again soon. Beat the Cowboys. Peace.